This is Farms Food Future, a podcast that's good for you, good for the planet and good for farmers. Brought to you by the International Fund for Agricultural Development. I'm Brian Thompson. We're coming to you ahead of schedule with an extra edition to give you an important update from IFAD's president, Gilbert Humbo, on the impacts of coronavirus on IFAD's work with farmers in developing countries and what we're putting in place to keep doing what we do. Remember, we want to hear from you. What do you think? What do you want to know? And who do you want us to be talking to? So please get in touch with me at podcasts at ifad.org. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via your favourite podcast platform. And please rate us. The impact of the COVID-19 outbreak on the world's economy is going to be extremely severe and that includes the agricultural sector. Restrictions on the movement of people, goods and services, as well as containment measures such as factory closures, will knock economic demand. I asked IFAD's president, Gilbert Humbo, what impact can we see so far on IFAD's operations with smallholder farmers in developing countries? Obviously, it's uh, a bit uh, premature at this stage to have a global comprehensive uh, impact uh, assessment. What we have been seeing initially is the risk for us to delay the delivery in 2020. Clearly, right now, it's difficult for us to proceed with the supervision mission, with the initial uh, project conception phase, or even preparing a course of or what have you. So clearly, our operation has been slowed down. But the other side of uh, the uh, impact of coronavirus that we see so far is the, the disruption in, uh, in, in the global um, food system and the, the, the food supply, both the supply chain and the value chain. Today, um, in, as, uh, as I'm speaking to you this morning, there's one of our borrowing country member states that asked us if uh, our project can be redefined so the money can be uh, used for new seeds because they couldn't get the seed in time for the season that is uh, starting because of uh, what all is happening. The, the other side that is uh, quite very uh, important to keep in mind is that you know a lot of in a lot of countries we see people leaving the because of the cities have been quarantined. So people quickly try to leave the city and go back to the rural area where at least up to now there, there's not necessarily many coronavirus cases. And we obviously we get worried that that can increase the risk of uh, uh, infection within the rural population, where we know the health systems are even the the, the, the weakest, uh, where we know uh, poverty is pervasive, and therefore that will impact greatly the community that we are used to to serve. Um, we also have to keep in mind that a lot of uh, countries that are heavily dependent on export for the the national income. They are right now, um, of course, at risk if the uh, the, the exports are, are stalled because of the close down of by the airline or and the close down of the borders. So that will have a direct impact on the revenues of low-income um, countries, uh, particularly. So the dependency on uh, exports or the dependency on countries. You, you have some countries, for example, that. If they are doing a lot of the trade with a country that is the in Europe or, or Asia, that is now or in the Americas, that is right now heavily impacted. That will uh, 
certainly impacts the, the country of origin of those uh, exports. So the dependency either on uh, agriculture um, export or in a specific country that is affected is something that is uh, has an impact over our um, small uh, scale producers as well. How important is it to, to keep IFAD's work going right now? And, and how can IFAD support efforts to stop the spread of the virus in, in rural communities and in developing countries? The current circumstances, you could very well understand that our first and uh, primary um, um, responsibility is to ensure our safety for our staff. So all our effort has been to really take in measures uh, in crisis management style to ensure that our uh, safety is provided to our staff as much as we can. Then with uh, safety leads also to um, wellness, given that our staff are quite confined and some of them living uh, alone in their small apartment. Some of them having now to telework at the same time, taking care of the children that are not going to school and that cannot go outside and play. That is additional uh, burden on the staff. So the wellness of staff is our critical uh, issue that we are dealing with. But that being said, um, obviously we cannot and should not look at uh, the staff safety and wellness without looking at our, our business continuity, business contingency plan, which we have already activated to make sure that the essential services are now um, going ahead. But that leads me to talk about uh, what can we now do for countries that are suffering. What I'm trying to, the point I'm making here is while I cannot insist enough that staff is my priority, staff safety is my priority number one, but that does not take away um, my responsibility and our responsibility as IFAD to also think about the impact of coronavirus on the people that we are serving, which represent our, our raison d'etre, which was at the core of our business it, itself. So the question is what we could do. Um, obviously, we have to, in, in current circumstances, one tend to think about whatever we could do, we should do it. But we have to humble ourselves and remind ourselves that we are not humanitarian agencies. However, there are some actions which are really in thin post either at the policy level or at what I would call post-crisis or early recovery and dimension. The example I just gave is a very good one. Um, if we can help countries um, having seed because the, seed, the, the planting season is about to start and the currency consensus does not allow them to have that seed, that will have a medium long-term impact on their food security. And therefore, these are things that we believe we could, uh, we could do. We also have to make sure that uh, um, our activities, we can help our program management unit in the, uh, in the, in the countries to also making sure that uh, how they can um, telework or how they can carry out some activities while respecting the social distances and while respecting all the uh, recommendations by WHO and the national uh, authorities. The other thing that we also think that it's important to do is to capitalize on what one of our comparative uh, advantage, which means that you, you know very well that we work, the beginning of our project is, is to bring the community together. And our capacity to bring the community together is also an opportunity for us to bring them together and help them to get used to what I call the new norm. The new norm, which means that how do we behave with each other in terms of respecting distances, washing regularly as much as possible, the uh, hands, 
And also, I think we can use IFAD project tools. We are doing that already, mind you, but we, we can and maybe we should intensify adding the water dimension in our project because one thing is to advise people to wash their hands as soon as uh, as frequent as possible. It's another thing to make sure that they do have the clean water to, to wash their hands and by not making sure they don't use water that is already polluted with uh, a lot of bacteria already. So we can also help on that uh, dimension. And we need to ensure that systematically our project embed uh, what I call a line or a dimension on vulnerability. That vulnerability can be called uh, COVID-19. That vulnerability can be called uh, flood. That vulnerability can be called drought, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to systemically integrate a vulnerability dimension. And our team are also continue. What I'm asking our team is to continue dialoguing with the national authority to the extent possible to regularly see if there are some specific requests and we will address them on a case-by-case as well. Gilbert, if, if there's a message you could put out to, to IFAD's partners, whether they be national governments or, or other organizations, what would your message be to them right now about what IFAD is, is ready to do and is able to do? But my message is very clear. First of all, uh, let's remind all of us that uh, we, we are not, uh, it's not enough to repeat the protection measure that all the uh, experts um, are putting forward, starting with WHO. Uh, so I want to encourage everybody to abide by those uh, recommendations, which is one. But when it comes to the specific uh, activity of IFAD, I want uh, all uh, member states that are listening to me to really, I want to be clear that IFAD is prepared to offer the maximum flexibility possible in our existing program activity so the program activity can be redirected as necessary, not only to have facing the aftermath of this uh, crisis or what we could do, even that we are not a humanitarian agency, what we could do from a development perspective right now, full um, flexibility. We are also are ready to dialogue with uh, our country, um, our member states, if they have a purely new activity, new project that the, the situation allowed them to, uh, to initiate um, in order either to curve or to have the country better prepared um, for resilience sake. So my, my message is, the full flexibility we are ready to consider um, situation case by case. Thanks to IFAD's president, Gilbert Hongbo. We'll be keeping you updated on the situation around coronavirus in relation to IFAD's work on our website at www.ifad.org. That brings this special edition of Farms Food Future to a close. Thanks to our producer, Francesco Manetti, and everyone who's worked on this programme. But most of all, thanks to you for listening to Farms Food Future, brought to you by the International Fund for Agricultural Development. You can find out more about any of these stories at www.ifad.org forward slash podcasts. Remember, we want to hear from you. What do you think about our stories and issues discussed? And who do you want us to be talking to? So please get in touch with me at podcast.org 
podcasts at ifad.org. Send us your voice or text messages to that address and we'll be happy to play you out in the next show. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via your favourite podcast platform and please rate us. We'll be back in the last week of April when we'll be talking about all things to do with nutrition and farming. And of course, we'll have the latest regarding coronavirus in relation to rural communities in the developing world. And once again, we'll be trying to be good for you, good for the planet and good for the farmers. Until then, from me, Brian Thompson and the team here at IFAD, stay home, stay safe and thanks for listening.